Hi, everybody. It's Robbie and Garrett here. We just want to let you know that the SAG-AFTRA strike against the uh, studios has happened. And we just wanted to assure everyone that this was recorded before the strike began. And we want to stress that we fully support SAG-AFTRA and the WGA in getting a fair contract. Agreed. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, Garrett Wong, who in 2020 played Dr. Charles Hunter in the indie film Unbelievable. And myself, your favorite (laughs) helmsman, Robert Duncan McNeil, a.k.a. McDunk, RDM, Robbie D, whatever you want to call me. Remember, everybody, this is very important to remember. You can get the full version of this podcast and lots more bonus material if you sign up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. I want to say right yes. now, the the sweet spot for Patreon patrons is probably the commander level. And I'm going to say this. There's so much content. It's 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 ridiculous. We are it's, we are two yeah. away from the end of of uh, you know once we review this episode we are have we really the finale, part one and two and that's it. That's it. Yes, I thought we had one or two more. No. So oh this my is god, what's, I'm learning this, this so right crazy. now. Seriously, <laughs> look at I look at we Robbie's had like face. Three or four more uh, before. No, and, no, we don't. And I I got what I have to say, oh Robbie. Oh my god. I know. I love your countdown earlier. You said you went five, four, three, two, two, two. You went pad, da, 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 but then you went on the two in the beginning part. So did, with pad, you went pad, da, 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 and two, you went two, two. are hard for me. Consonants are hard. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable uh, was in 2020, but uh-huh. that's when it started filming. But we actually filmed oh. for a while. It was oh. because they did a whole bunch of pickups because they ended up, um, they had... Gilbert Godfrey was one of the actors in the, in, the pro, in the project, and they didn't like they didn't like some of the screenings with him in it in terms of the audience reaction. Unfortunately, oh, really? uh, yeah, I mean Gil, Gilbert Godfrey is a talented, funny guy. He can be. Uh, he he's had some controversy in his life, but still, I mean, I thought it was fine. But they yeah. decided to recast his role with wow. Snoop with Snoop Dogg. So they cast Snoop Dogg and shot all these pickup shots, you know, that they had to oh, do. So wow. this was like two and a half years after the initial principal photography that that happened. It was the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, But it's basically a slapstick sort of feature film on the line, in the lines or in the vein of airplane, you know, the original airplane, remember how slapstick that was with Leslie Nielsen and all those guys. Yeah. That's kind of what they're, they're going for that, that naked gun slash airplane kind of feel, but is it a a sci-fi? It's sci-fi. Yes. yes. And it has about, yeah, it's got about, I don't know, maybe 30 or 35 or 40 sci-fi actors in it. Oh so my gosh, it's, wow. Yeah, it's kind of like how Star Trek of Gods and Men, that independent film that I did with all those yeah. Star Trek alumni. This one also has a large number of Star wow. Trek and from every every series, from, from Enterprise, from Voyager, from TNG, from DS9, from the original oh, series. Cool. They pulled from every single yeah series. So yeah, there you go. Wow. Well, All right. that's, uh, yeah, that's, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
I want to say something, by the way, too. Yeah. If you're yeah. a patron, uh, you know, when you join, we have all kinds of perks. We've got patches. We've got T-shirts. We've got oh, my photos. gosh. One of the things that comes around is a new T-shirt for some of the levels every year. And here's our brand new T-shirt. Which you can for, purchase if you're not a Patreon patron you, as well. You, you can, can buy, also but, purchase yeah. it if you just want to buy the T-shirt. But I've got it yeah. on right now. Let me describe it, it Robbie, because, you know, right now, yes. this is for people that have the capability of watching our podcast. But for those of you who are listening, yes. essentially, it's a gray, it's a heathered gray shirt. So your standard sort of gray shirt. And it has white lettering. It says the Delta Flyers alumni. So it's sort of like almost like a collegiate shirt. It says University of ST Voyager. So it could be University of St. Voyager or University of Star Trek Voyager, however you want to read that. Uh, it also says... Uh, Garrett Wong and Robbie McNeil, alumni. And at the bottom is a little quote. It says, maybe it's not the destination that matters. Maybe it's the journey. And it's got a little Delta flyer in the middle and a little swirly swirl. So it's a, yeah. it's a nice little collegiate looking shirt. I think it does. It uh, looks, it looks like something clean. you get at the college bookstore. Oh, at the college bookstore. Exactly. Starfleet so, Academy. Check it out at the deltaflyers.org.org and hit the shop button and uh, you'll be able to see this. You can so. do that. You can mm. you can sign up to be a be patron. Be a patron and that gets free shirts get as well. Yeah, shirts. You could. But it's kind of appropriate that we've got the alumni shirt going on. I know. Because we're kind of graduating. Oh, my gosh. We're this graduating from this podcast I oh journey. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. In a couple episodes. Wow. So it's, I'm so I I'm can't nervous. Believe. I'm excited. I'm everything right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you know this is uh this is you can see yeah. a little maybe a little tom paris in the in the flying the delta fly i don't know I'm can you see yourself up. in there no wow. you can't you that'd can't. be amazing because... but in my mind i can see a little in your mind's tom eye paris you can see a little tom yes paris because i am an alumni of the university of i am star I, trek i have a diploma Voyager. you do i have a diploma you from do. the delta flyers you do Star Trek University. Yes. It's fun. And let's, it's the graduation shirt for our podcast. It is. Let's move on. Very let exciting. us let's talk about what we're gonna be reviewing. Let's um, do yeah. the Renaissance Man episode. Yes. Uh, Renaissance Man is the name of the uh title. Okay. And uh let's go watch this. We'll be right back with our recap and discussion of Renaissance Man for all of our Patreon patrons. Please stay tuned for your bonus material. Okay, we are back from watching Renaissance. Man, that is a very um, full episode. There's a it lot a going very, on. So much going on. And it's funny as we're, you know, we're getting near the end of the series. And I thought it would be much more about the ship getting home, like setting no. up something that's going to... It really has nothing to do with us getting You know home. what this was? This episode was a feature film focused on the doctor this could have been the doctor's voyager feature film idea yeah basically yeah. it was i mean it just kept moving it was a lot it was probably the one of the fastest paced episodes for me yeah you know that was we've very reviewed right very well directed let's talk about our mm -hmm. director oh yes yes and, go ahead and writers so mike vehar directed this I think yeah. he was one of my four choices yes he, he was of one of your multiple choices <laughs> you're right you're right yeah so Mike Vehar did a great job. I always love Mike. He he did a great job. Just phenomenal. I thought it was yeah. Uh, Phyllis Strong and Mike Sussman share the teleplay credit. So we've talked about them before. Mm -hmm. Story by though Andrew Shepard Price and Mark Gaberman. Hmm. Now 
We've had I those guys before too. Well, I didn't recognize it at first. And so I was like, wait, let me look them up. Yeah. Andrew Shepard Price and Mark Gaberman wrote for the game show Jeopardy. And they were outside writers that I guess would pitch. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they, that's their job now? They write for Jeopardy now? I, I don't know what they do now, but at the time they were writing for Jeopardy. Oh, and wow. They've written for Jeopardy, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Uh, the Luck of the Irish was a, a teleplay. And yeah. then a couple of game, game shows back in the 90s, Remote Control and Turn It Up. So they were game show writers. But they must have been fans and, you know, had story ideas that they would pitch for yeah. a show. So, huh. yeah. Well, you know, when I when I saw their names immediately, I thought, wait a minute. Did I go to college with them? Because I in my university at my university at UCLA, I was in a predominantly Jewish fraternity. So I was like Gaberman and Price. We had a price. We didn't have a Gaberman. So I every time I see I immediately think I went to school with them. But no, they were That's Jeopardy writers. They were Jeopardy writers. Who yes. Knew? Who knew? Okay. Yeah. Let's start anyway, with our, uh, yeah, let's do our poetry our synopsis. Poetry. Mm-hmm. Let's do poetry. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here's my haiku for Renaissance man. EMH, the spy, takes out the crew one by one. Can't one up Tuvok. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. Here's my limerick. Yeah. Um, let's hear it. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave the limerick here. Yeah, for those that remember, at the end of the this episode, the doctor has a big confession when he thinks he's dying. So that that to me was hilarious. So (laughs) here's my my limerick: The captain and doctor go on an exciting medical trip, but Janeway acts real weird when she gets back to the ship. (laughs) Tom has a kiss that's quite odd because his (laughs) wife is a fraud. But Doc's final confession wins the awkward championship. (laughs) There you go. Nice. Very good. Oh, my goodness. There's yeah. some funny moments. The oh, Tom my and Bolana kiss oh, when, when Bolana's the doctor. Oh yeah. my God. Basically, you're kissing Incredible. the doctor. Oh, so good. Yes. So good. And the yes. way uh, the and way Roxanne Dawson played that reaction was the best. I thought she was gonna Roxanne's, wipe her, her mouth off me? after you left, you know, but she just she just shrunk down. That was so damn funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Roxanne's saying- doctor version. Roxanne's doctor version in this whole episode is so good. Uh not Even only when hers. she's just running. Yes. When she's just yeah, running yeah, down she, the hall. Like yes. it's yeah. but also you've got to give it up for Kate. Kate's version of the doctor is yeah. also really Kate's good. Is very good too. Oh, she t- completely encapsulated Robert Ricardo's um, you know. Yeah nuance right so i was yeah, so yeah so impressed at and it's funny because for me you know me I'm, I'm the guy that loves to do the impersonations and it just seems like they always don't let me do it and it's like god dang it i'm the one guy that didn't get the chance to do it but i will i'll, I'll concede to the fact that both roxanne and and kate kind of knocked it out of the park that's well, all they did say. a great job because they can't be too obvious. Right? No, it's so subtle, but it's so perfect. It's, it's They're perfect. so good. Yes, yes it was yeah. perfect. The t- I mean, they nailed it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't Agreed. be 
total like then it'd be slapstick mm-hmm. if they were trying to do a yeah. dead on you know impersonation of him so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. good job all right coast all right well guest star only one guest star and then a ton of co-stars so alexander enberg obviously and Borek yes. is our guest star and i don't remember if we said his first credit so i'm just gonna throw it out there 1982 episode of quincy medical examiner Quincy Emmy, you remember that show? Yes, I loved Quincy. That's a great show. Always solving crimes as the medical examiner. Yes, Mm -hmm. he was super smart. Okay, so on co-stars, we have Andy Milder, who played Nar. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very first credit is the 1991 episode of Empty Nest, that TV series, if you recall that one, Empty Nest. We also have Wayne Thomas York, who played Zet. Very first credit is the 1990 episode of Wise Guy wise oh, guy yeah okay uh-huh. david sparrow who played the alien slash doctor uh very first credit is the 1994 film the santa claus with star tim allen that that mm-hmm. movie oh yeah uh, i yep. love that movie the santa claus and then uh tarik ergen with a line here Ayala. i know i love it two lines you know from... yeah let's just face it tark deserved it he yes he did he Absolutely. was there day in and day out just putting in all this time, mm-hmm. mostly not saying a thing. And then mm-hmm. when he gets a line, boy, we're happy. Yeah, so Tarek Ergen, Ayala, very first credit for Tarek is the 1994 film Improper Conduct for Tarek. Wow. So yeah. his first credit was the year we made our pilot was in 94. September 94. Yeah. We have J.R. Quinones. J.R. Quinones played the overlooker slash doctor. Very first credit was... A 1989 episode of TNG. Oh, and wow. That is his only other credit as an actor. Wow. He was a stand-in on Enterprise. He was a PA mm-hmm. on four different shows. He was a, he's done, he's sort of like a man of many hats. Yeah. I see, yeah. I see from his credits. So, um, but he did stand in work on Enterprise. So you may have wow. worked with him too. There. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's our. Okay. Our, There's uh, our cast. Stars. Yeah. Let's dive right into this episode. Sure. sure. We start in the best shuttle ever invented. <laughs> We're inside the Delta Flyer. Um, but we see a shot of it flying through space and we hear opera music. We do. And we cut inside and the doctor is piloting mm-hmm. the Delta Flyer. He is. And singing opera very loudly, by the way. Oh, um, extremely loud. In Italian. Yeah. Uh, very loudly. We think he's by himself because he sings for quite a while. And then the door opens and she walks forward and you can see she was trying to rest or something. And he looked like she was lurking. I don't know about walking. It was like lurking forward. It was interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I I wasn't sure she was just couldn't sleep or couldn't rest or whatever, concentrate, whatever she was trying to do. She's tired. She was tired. Yeah. That's what I'm going to get. Yeah. And then, and then the doctor says, Oh, I didn't wake you. Did I? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, Oh my God, you're singing the loudest opera I've ever heard. And, and Janeway's response is, Oh, 15 minutes of sleep is all I really need. And then she made a face. Like she said her line. She had good face in this episode. She gave good face. Kate's but her, face in this last season is the best faces. It, it definitely. But her line, 15 minutes is all you need, instantly reminded me of Tim Russ because Tim would always tell me, he goes, hey, Bubba, all you need is 15-minute catnap. That's all you need. <laughs> he would say that 
always to give me advice yeah. when trying to, you know, get a little extra sleep is all you need is the 15 minutes. So well, we talked we've talked about this before because he was the only actor in my career I've ever known that had a like a beach chair. <laughs> Like reclining the, beach chair, a recliner yes. beach yes. chair yes. that he asked props to keep so that he could <laughs> set it up on stage and just literally walk over, lay in the beach chair and yes. go to sleep. He'd take naps. Yes. And you forgot one other we detail. Uh, when that? it was when it was winter time, he would have a portable heater between his legs while he was sleeping. So oh, yes. Put that, it would right. blow right there on him. He just put it right there on the beach chair between his legs mm-hmm. facing towards mm-hmm. him. So. Tim Russell. Oh, Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Timmy. The the doctor fills her in because Jamie says something like, well, maybe a little less singing. You know, you should pay attention to flying. And he's like, oh, no, I'm a hologram. I can do all kinds of things. I can pilot. I can write a paper. I can I can, you know, take hollow images of this Matara class nebula. And so he's we're already setting up in our story that the doctor can do a lot of different things which he's going to need in this episode yeah. but he also the doctor um, does admit in this scene he says like he would have given anything to be flesh and blood to be an organic but yeah. now he's realized that being a hologram is far superior so he's mm-hmm. kind of making this statement right here in the beginning i also just so you know at literally this first scene mm. as i started you know the doctor starting to talk about i used to want to be a human yeah. But now I love who I am. Yeah. I started to think, so last week we had a series wrap up of the Neelix character. Yes. Like we, right. you know, a whole arc of his series was really um, dealt with in Homestead last week. Yeah. And immediately I thought, oh, this is going to be an episode where we deal with the, the hologram, the doctor's arc for the whole series, how he wanted to be human but now he's accepted all these things. I, I just felt it immediately. I'm like, oh, this is the Doctor Series wrap-up episode. Okay, all right. Because we're going home next week. Like, yeah. we're The next two-parter is our getting home, which right. really doesn't have a lot to do with the Doctor. Yeah. It's more about the humans and, you know, the the exactly. people that are from the, the yeah, the flesh. Yeah, and no, the, the flesh, the, the organics. organics. It's That's about the, the organics. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Anyway, the doctor also mentions this medical symposium that he's really interested in going in, uh, going to, and he's so happy that, that the captain is spending time with him. And he said, maybe we can do more of that when we get back. Mm-hmm. The sour look on her face. She, 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 <laughs> she didn't even have a line there. He's, but he says, maybe we can do more of that, some of that more often. And her eyes were like, oh, it was so funny. There's some kind of bump or something. You know, we can't, we don't know exactly what it is. The doctor thinks it's a gravimetric shear. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor says, relax, Captain, you've got a hologram at the helm. Yeah. And I was a little insulted. I was like, you wait a minute. Be. You should be definitely. You insulted. know. you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. She should Come say, on. well, I wish I had Tom Paris at yeah. the helm. Exactly. Whatever. He, he tries to reassure her. I was a little insulted, but thank goodness. Janeway's face, more face. She looked unconvinced <laughs> that that the, that the hologram was going to take care of her. See that that look was the same as her saying, "I'd prefer Mr. Paris over yes. you, Doctor." Okay. So there yeah. you go, you're vindicated. Okay, we jumped yeah. engineering, and yes, it's is this a shot with uh, her and Vork? No, it's not. What is this? This is the yeah, yeah. It's her, her and yeah, it's uh, her and Vork. Yeah, exactly. Her and Vork. The- 
and it's a cool shot. It's like inside, inside the, looking the out. bulkhead. Yeah. yeah, looking out into engineering. They're yeah. working on some relays. Paris calls and uh, asks her to tear herself away for a minute. He's got a, a shuttle that needs some work. Yeah. And she's like, I'm pretty busy. He goes, no, this is really urgent. Very urgent. <laughs> Which, of course, I know that it's not going to be urgent. You know what? Every time they set up the camera from inside the bulkhead and they shoot that way, I yeah. I always used to get annoyed by that. I kept saying, really? Yes. I was like, God. But now I understand it results in a cool shot. It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, because it's not the typical. You don't typically see from inside the workings yeah. out. So it's a good shot. But I just know as an actor, I ke I kept thinking like, what a waste of time! But they got to pull out that wall. They got to do all. I kept thinking this is oh, like, yeah. Why are you, why are you making our workday even longer by picking this shot? Like I used to get annoyed by that, but now I see it's worth it. It looks, it looks good. good. It does look good. You gotta, yeah. you gotta change it up every now and then. Yeah. Okay, so we jump to the shuttlecraft. Tell us what happens yes, here. We well, inside Paris is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I love that Hawaiian That's shirt. That's the I most exciting thing about that, the scene. I would have tried to take that from wardrobe. If it I was could a good have. Hawaiian it's shirt. A, it's a great one. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He's got a picnic. Bolana walks in and he says he's got a romantic lunch, a picnic planned uh, under the glow of a red giant. And she's excited because he's got potato salad there. Ugh. Very sweet. It's like he's got Tupperware containers too. It's very yes. cute. And potato um, salad with extra paprika. Let's not forget yes. that. And it looks the way, so good. Just the way she likes it. I was salivating when I was watching this scene. I really was because I love potato salad. Yes. I, a lot of people don't know Potato that salad, fried I'm, chicken. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah. You had it all. You know, Paris says, you know, let's go on the picnic. She says, no, she can't because she's got this dilithium matrix recalibration she's got to do. Mm -hmm. And Paris is like, this is, uh, could be your only chance. And he starts in kissing her neck. Could you be know, your only chance to be, our only chance to be alone for the next 18 years. <laughs> he's trying to get some, he's getting frisky. He is. In the shuttle there. I don't remember you two being so kissy face. I really don't. No. I never recalled that uh, you guys do make out a lot. There's a lot of PDA with you guys. There's a lot of PDA, I, a lot of kissy kissy. Oh, my goodness. Um, Tom is trying to seduce her into going on this picnic and having a romantic date. But nope. She, uh, she doesn't want to go. She has mm. to go back to work. And yeah. at first I thought, poor Tom. And then... Tom looks at the fried chicken and he takes a bite. <laughs> he he's like, takes oh, a bite. this is pretty good. So at least he's got the good fried chicken. At least he's got the chicken. Well, I, I want to make yes. one comment about this scene. I want to say that it's a small detail, but it's an important detail. Both yes. of you sold the kissing. That's not always the easiest thing wow. to do. When you're working with somebody that's not your significant yeah. other, that's basically a stranger, especially when it comes to actually kissing the other person, uh, that can be sometimes difficult to make it look like there's actually chemistry there. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it and can you're look familiar very familiar with each other. Yes. And yeah. I yeah. bought every little, little, little kiss that happened in the, every PDA, every, for, well, pretty much. And this one was the most, this canoodling session was the best of all your PDAs. This was the most realistic. And it was most, really like, me doing all the PDA. So yeah, you're doing a lot of it, but the timing of how, when, when she spoke and then she would kiss you back and then spoke, yeah. it was just, man, it was like a it was just very, watching. It was watching a symphony. Yeah, it was a it was a symphony of kissing, of oh, canoodling. Thank you. A canoodle symphony. Thank you. Yeah, so good job. Thank Moving. you very much. You're welcome. Moving on. We cut to the bridge. Who's in the captain's chair? Oh my lord, Harry. This you know what? This this episode, not only is it a sort of a send-off for the for the doctor, it's sort of like a 
for us, each of us, we all got to sit in the chair in this episode. We, everybody got a turn everyone in the chair. Everyone got a turn in the chair. It was like, yeah. hey, everyone, you've been working so hard in this show. You've been here the whole time. We're all going to let you be the captain for the day or for the minute or for the yep. shift. So we got that. So Kim is in the chair. Kim's in chair. the chair. Ayala's Ayala. down in the, in the, in the, uh, in the in pilot seat. seat. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And then Tarek has, this is where he's got the lines. Yeah. What does he say? He says, there's some kind of pulse being directed at our transceiver array. It's coming from the mm-hmm. Delta flight. This is a, this is a line with techno babble. It's, it's a, it's a meaty line for Ayala. It's real right? acting for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Kim says, hail them. No mm-hmm. response. Uh, looks like they've encoded the pulse with the comm signal. Uh, and then we have Janeway on screen Jamie pops up fritzy. very blurry though yeah, yeah blurry their comm system's been damaged she can only send a message or signal through the main deflector uh so then kim's like okay you guys okay Janeway says yeah we're fine just tell chakotay to meet me in my ready room as soon as we're docked Janeway out so that's where we do mm-hmm. find the next uh we find us in the ready room with chakotay and Janeway. now and- yeah so Janeway's back she's yeah. filling in chakotay and yeah. basically said They've met these new aliens that we've mm-hmm. never heard of called the Recall. Right. And they have technology that sounds more intense than the Borg by a million times. They sound like the they, most yeah, like unbelievable uh, right. species we've ever encountered. Right. Like so, so advanced that they could destroy Voyager before our sensors even knew they were next to us, basically. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. advanced they are. But we also learned from Janeway that their territory is massive. It's thousands of parsecs. And so we can't really go around it. We have to go through it. And their whole thing is this group of people is like, we don't like warp technology. It's yep. not allowed in our space. You have to dismantle your entire ship. And Chakotay's like, What? You crazy? And she, and then Janeway's like, no, but I've I've kind of negotiated a deal for us. They're just gonna drop us off at a planet. And Chakotay's like, what? So all of a sudden, we get all these red flags. Like, is this this is not Janeway? This can't no, be. No, I didn't. Why is she uh, doing? She's this? acting like very a, suspicious. Very strange. It's just bizarre. And she starts barking at Chakotay. Chakotay asks more questions, and finally, she just says, you know, um, dismissed. And in a very huff, huffy tone, too. It was yeah. the saltiest Janeway I've ever seen towards Chakotay. Agreed. And she would never speak like that to him. Yeah, I was very no, suspicious in this no scene. Respect. Like something yeah. happened over yeah. there. I still didn't know I, the plot of this. I didn't I only, know that the right. doctor Do is going to impersonate people. I didn't know that. Do you think it would have served this, this episode better if Kate had actually played it less salty? And just more firm so that we wouldn't, we weren't kind of like, okay, this is. I don't know. I feel like the stakes of what she was saying were so high that she would have, if it really were Janeway, I would buy that she's that wound up. I was suspicious, but, but not sure at that point. Okay. So, so then the the tone was right then it had to be that for me. It was right. Yeah. Okay. But then, but then we go to engineering Yeah. and Janeway walks in on Torres. And as soon as she walks in, she says uh, something like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I could use your input on this hypothetical scenario. She's kind yeah. of pace, paces a little and she does the, the like the hip she did bounce, a, like the, she did the a, hands that, yeah, yes. she did a move like Bob. And I was like, so, ah. I sat there and I was like, oh, you're a genius, Kate Mulgrew. Look at you. Yes. Just a little tiny little nod, a little essence of Picardo. And we bought mm-hmm. it. Hook, line and sinker on that one. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. So good. 
Um, but she's act, asking Torres if we could tow the warp core. And she's asking if there's a way to modify the Delta Flyer, maybe, to tow, to tow the warp core. An ejected warp core, exactly. An ejected warp core. And it's all hypothetical, of course. Right. And then Torres says, yeah, we could do it. Um, it's possible. And, and then- so Jamie says, we'll do it then. <laughs> and she's like, wait, what? I thought this was hypothetical. And Jamie's nope. like, let me know as soon as you're done. Yeah. And she leaves. Yeah. Again, strange. Obviously, <laughs> obviously strange. very strange. So, so Bellana calls Chakotay. He goes, I need to talk to you. We don't see, but we, we clearly know that she, she's probably telling him, Hey, watch out. Yeah. There's something going on with the captain. I don't know what it is, but I can't put my finger on it, but you better investigate. And then we go back to the bridge and Chakotay's uh, comes in and he, he sits down uh, next to Janeway and he says, uh, you know, he talked to Balana, and uh, she told him about the modifications to tow the warp core. And uh, he's like, well, I thought we were going to hand over the warp core after we got to this M-class planet. Right. Are we taking it somewhere else? Like this is so he's suspicious. He's suspicious. And that's and, exactly the time that Janeway sits there and turns to uh, who knows what, like the invisible friend and says, I heard she's you hearing voices. Time. She's hearing voices. Yeah, now. She's hearing voices. <laughs> But I the yeah, way she I played heard, it, I oh so good, loved it. Oh my God, I heard you the first time. I mean, and Chicote is just very you know, funny. Yeah, has no clue. He's like, "What's happening?" He's like, "Captain." He's like, "What's uh, going on?" And yeah. she goes, "I got a headache. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go to my quarters. I don't want to be disturbed." And then but she walks by Tuvok. She does it again. <laughs> she does. But her announcement of going to her that when she has a headache, when she after she says the headache, she says. I'm going to my quarters and I'd prefer not to be disturbed. She never makes an announcement like that on the entire yeah, bridge. Very and I love how that, to the yeah. whole bridge and background kind of looked back and was like, what, which is good. You know, I guess the, the first AD directed them correctly on that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, walking out again, she does it again. Tuvok is like, what? And when she said, carry on commander, it was so Bob Picardo esque. I was, yes, it was that. such a good. Yeah. I feel like up until this point, Kate played the fact that, Bob, you know, played Bob's mannerisms perfectly. She oh, orchestrated it so that it was just sort of really starting to land as so clear good. as day at this point. So good. Yeah. And then we cut to we cut to sick bay and Chicote comes in. Well, Chicote's already the he's there ready, right? He's already in there. And because and the doctor's not there. And that's when he calls the doctor's for not there. Chicote's yeah. there. So he calls for the doctor. Mm. And the doctor answers on on the calm. And so Chicote says, report to sick bay immediately. And then he fritzes in, he beams he in. He beams in. <laughs> he doesn't walk in. That's funny. Yeah. And uh Chicote is again confused by this. He's like, something wrong with the turbo lifts. Yeah. And uh the doctor's like, Well, you said immediately. How can I help? And then the doctor in this scene is very reassuring. He's very calm, he's very cooperative. Yeah. He's he's all the things that the doctor isn't normally. Right. Right. Yeah. Chakotay wants, you know, the doctor to give Janeway a physical. And I don't know, something about the way Bob chose to play this very friendly and cooperative. I was like, this is more weirdness because he's never that friendly. Yeah. He's always got some attitude. <laughs> he has something or something to say about it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we're in the Astrometrics lab and Seven and Kim are working on trying to figure things out. And Chakotay enters. Uh, so Chakotay asks, if there were a fleet of cloaked ships in the vicinity, could you devise a way to detect them? And Seven's like, well, cloaked fleet would generate 
significant subspace distortions. Why do you ask? And immediately we we get this transmission. Chakotay says source. And Kim can't pinpoint it. We don't know. Um, he asked if he should notify the captain. And Chakotay says, no, no, no. She doesn't want to be disturbed. Just route the call here. And now we see on the view screen in Astrometrics, we see this big hulking sort of NFL offensive lineman type of alien. Uh, yes. Massive. Uh, Chakotay introduces himself as Commander Chakotay. And this guy says he's the Supreme Archon Loth of the Recall Imperium. So this Loth, this Supreme Archon, has asked... Chakotay, why haven't you ejected your warp core yet? As your captain agreed, Chakotay says, well, we're still en route to the planet that we specified, that we talked about, that we agreed upon, and we can't mm -hmm. let go of the core until we get there. And Loth is like, listen, if we don't receive this core within 10 hours, uh, we're going to destroy you. And this is your only warning. So he goes off screen and Chakotay looks at Seven and says, just work with Harry. I, I need to know. I need to know the source of that transmission. Seven yep. says, okay, no problem. We go to sickbay and uh, the doctor's there and he tells Ch Chakotay comes back and he tells Chakotay that uh, everything's fine, that the captain is totally healthy, mm -hmm. complete clean bill of health. Mm -hmm. And Chakotay's like, you know, what about a neurological scan? Maybe something's wrong with her brain. He goes, no, brain function, totally normal. She is perfectly fit physically and mentally. So Chakotay's like confused and yep. he didn't, didn't get any answers there. So he no. heads down to Janeway's quarters, rings the bell. Nobody's there. And then he calls on his, on his, um, on his comm badge, uh, uh, Chakotay to the captain, nothing computer locate captain janeway and then suddenly janeway's coming around the corner yeah she stops that um, she goes computer belay that because she knows the computer mm -hmm. would say captain janeway is not aboard the ship is what we yeah, have been yeah. the act actual answer and so she yeah. quickly walks right into her quarters and she goes my quarters now and now they're in the quarters and they mm -hmm. have a nice long well not that long of a conversation it's but a great conversation, a beautifully one. shot mm -hmm. by by Mike Vehar. Um, yeah. Great handheld. It's just very active. The blocking, the tension. They hold this tight 50-50 at one point. Chakotay's very, you know, they're they're sort of debating. He's like, "Tell me what's going on." You've, yeah. you know, you've you're just acting weird. You've yeah. you've kept me. me yeah, you've always everything. Me. Always yes. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this without me? But then he makes up this this story about, you know, 15 years Lessic ago. Classic prime. Yeah, right? exactly. And Janeway's sort of going along with it, going along with it, until finally Chakotay says, you never told me that story. I made it up. And he says, Chakotay Tuvok. And at that point, Janeway's already, Janeway Doctor is already on to that. She's erected a dampening field. So uh, that hail to Tuvok never even gets through to Tuvok. And then she overpowers Chakotay and uses a hypo spray to knock mm -hmm. him out he's done poor jacote he, he was finally finally yeah. he had busted yeah. uh the situation and yeah he's and out now he's out and then we then we see a, a set we've never seen before where the was this the morgue we, set this is where was clearly going to be either stage nine or 16 because we've never you know i don't even recall no, I've thing. never seen a morgue. Yeah, it's got to be. I think they must have built it near Sick Bay, like around that science yeah. lab area. Maybe, yeah. maybe changed. Maybe the it wall was a science lab changed out. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm gonna think. And I, you know, I clearly I did work on that set because I was in the morgue too later. But yeah, I don't recall. Me too. It at all. I came in and uh, rescued you. I think was that you that rescued us? Yes. Yeah. 
but neither one of us can remember where where the set was. No, but also we don't know if Chakotay's dead at this point. Am I right? No. Yeah. Correct. We don't know that. Yeah. Like if he's in the morgue, no, he he's going be, into he a cooler. Be, he could be cooler. dead. He could be dead. We don't know. Yeah. So more intrigue. But she puts him in the cooler, and then she takes his com badge, right, and closes because the chamber. Because later on, we're going to see a collection of com Chakotay, badge. exactly. And the, mm-hmm. that was creepy as as all get out. I'll say that right now. Yeah. We go in the doctor's office, and Janeway slash the doctor portraying Janeway is. Uh, I was talking um, to the to the yeah. talking yeah. to the the aliens in her in his in head, her head, and he I head. can't do my job with the two of you constantly talking in my head. <laughs> yeah. So that was very funny. Janeway puts her boot up on the desk, touches the mobile emitter down yeah, at the see, ankle. Right, that's where it's attached. And then we've got there. this cool match cut sort of transformation. This is the first time, mm-hmm. but it'll it'll happen a bunch where we see Janeway turn into mm-hmm. the doctor, morph right. into the doctor. Right. Great match cut transformation. VizFX and Vehar did a great job on that. It was very Yeah, cool. but he won't do anything else for these aliens until he speaks with the captain. He wants to find out if she's okay. So uh, we do see a shot um, where he does see the captain uh, back on the Overlooker ship. Mm-hmm. And we realize now, that it's the aliens that you like so much. <laughs> you yes, like these the aliens. Hierarchy guys. Yeah, the hierarchy guys. But I gotta say, the the main hierarchy guy, the captain, he just he changed it for. He was like the, he's like the bad apple in all mm-hmm. the good apples of Overlookers. Like he literally just ooh, he was such a just a nasty nasty. He's a horrible 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 individual. dude. Very yeah. selfish. Janeway says to the doctor. Under no circumstances are you to eject the core. Don't do that. And then the doctor is kind of torn because he says, if I don't do what they ask, they're going to kill you. And Janeway says, I'm just giving you a direct order. Stop, stop, stop. But A direct order. This is what he gets in trouble for later. Yep. She's giving him a direct order and he's so... Like he can't obey it. He's yep. Yeah, he cares too much about his captain. Yep. He doesn't want her to be killed. So mm-hmm. um, he's going to ignore it, her order. But uh, they kind of grab her and put her behind the force field to kind of get her away Mm -hmm. from that view screen so she can't say anything else. Um, And they give uh, the doctor more more assignments. Uh, The assignment is they've been going over the schematics of Voyager, and they are so, so excited about seeing bio neural gel packs. And they they want a few to just sort of experiment with and... The doctor's like, are you kidding me? They're integrated into the ship systems. You can't just yeah, take one off. Yeah, they're literally like, yeah. yeah it's you, part of you, the, yeah. They're, they're, people are going to know. All types of alarms are going to go off. Yeah. And Zet's like, I don't care. You know, I know you're resourceful. You're going to get it done. So, so these guys basically are like, you they're know. They're blackmailing these, him. They're, they're blackmailing him and they're collecting parts, I guess, from people. And like, oh, God. you know, almost yeah. like pirates, like taking stuff. Yeah. To sell, you know, to to sell and yeah. keep the money for themselves. So and, we're and starting to put the whole yeah. picture together. I mean, we learn later the details that they're basically renegade hierarchy people. Yeah, that's it. They're renegade. Yeah. They've they've left. They've stolen mm-hmm. that vessel. Right. It doesn't even belong mm-hmm. to them. We're back in the doctor's office. We hear a hail from Tuvok to Chakotay because remember mm-hmm. the doctor has Chakotay's combat. So you hear him say oh, Tuvok yeah. to Chakotay, and that's when you get the last line from Zet, the really evil. A hierarchy alien he says you know what will happen to her if you alert your crew and that's when the doctor then turns to answer that hail in a very Chakotay's, kind of yeah, Chakotay's Chakotay's voice going, yeah he's like go ahead with a little bit of a croaky voice like he's trying to i felt like he was trying to find the right you know uh, uh 
parameters for Chakotay's voice, and it wasn't I exactly guess a on. little bit. Although, Maybe it doesn't uh, make sense. Tuvok it should be perfect. Not, yeah. How does right? Tuvok not hear the difference? Like if if Bob Picardo called me and pretended to be you, yeah, and said. You know, I, I don't even want to try to imitate, but you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you would know. I would be like, wait, this know. is not Garrett. Yeah. This is, this sounds like Bob. Bob, what are you doing? Are you... Like, I would know immediately. <laughs> well, I, I'm i pretty sure that was all when he said, go ahead. That was, that was voiced over by, that was a VO from Beltron. Really? That's not, yes. Oh, I thought it was Bob doing. Oh, mm -mm. No. Go back and listen to it and rewind it. I'm pretty oh, interesting. sure. Yeah. I oh, was like, oh, okay. Bob actually just lip synced it, you know? Wow. So, okay. Um, so Tuvok says, are you all right, Commander? And then he says, uh, just, a, just a scratchy throat. Uh, the doctor's treating me now. And that's definitely um, Robert Beltran's voice. I know for sure. Oh, wow. I thought it was Bob. Yeah, you thought it was Bob's. Because it's, it. funny enough, their registers are similar in terms of where their pitch is. So um, hmm. that's why, you know, I think you got mistaken. And I was too. I had to rewind it twice. I was like, what? Wow. Is that? Okay. Um, all right. So anyway, so Tuvok wants Chakotay mm -hmm. to come to the shuttle bay when he's finished uh, being treated by the doctor. And the doctor speaking with Chakotay's voice says, yeah, I'll be right there. Uh, Chakotay out. And he look at Tuvok. And then uh, <laughs> he says, um, Oh, he says access uh, access Commander Chicote's holographic template. Uh, download physical parameters into my program. So now the Doctor morphs into Chicote, puts on his badge, yes. and heads Another right over to the Delta good flyer. Sort of match cut. Oh, God, you know, yeah. right good in job. position. Yeah, yeah, very well done. Mm -hmm. um, there's some good vis effects in this episode. Most definitely, my goodness. Um, so now we are. Uh, we'll call it Doc Chakotay. So Doc mm -hmm. slash Chakotay enters into the Delta Flyer where Tuvok's waiting for him. He's like, yeah, you want to see me? And Tuvok's like, yeah. I completed that diagnostic you requested. And guess what? The comm system is functioning normally. It's functioning absolutely normally. There's no there's no, you know, issue with it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, EMA Chakotay, uh, Doc Chakotay says, well, you find that unusual? And Tuvok says, well, the captain did report that it was damaged. So now... Tuvok mm -hmm. is already right. There's some red flags popping up in Tuvok. Yeah, Tuvok's red. starting to put together He's starting the to put inconsistencies. Things together. Yeah. And we cut to the Overlooker ship. Mm -hmm. They are watching all of this. And then they say to, to the doctor through their you know uh, connection, they say, get out of there before you arouse suspicion. They yeah. want the doctor. Tuvok's kind of on to him and starting to question Chakotay or mm -hmm. Doc Chakotay. Yeah. And so they're just like, how about we say Chakodoc? Chakodoc. Chico yeah, let's call I like it Chakodoc. Chakodoc. Uh, so basically the end of this scene, uh, the flyer is Chakodoc saying, I'll be on the bridge mm -hmm. if you need me. And Chakodoc leaves and we're back on the Overlooker ship. Oh, and, and we're back in the Overlooker ship. But just as he's, as he's leaving, we see Nar say, you're doing a wonderful job, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these two pirates. Yeah. He's like the really sweet it, childlike really, pirate. It's good cop, bad cop. And Zet yeah, is the bad sure. cop and Nar is the good cop. And and it, and the look that Zet gives Nar when he goes, I'm doing you're doing a wonderful job, doctor. And then he's like, Oh, I'm just giving him a little encouragement. I just love that that line. It's yes, awesome. I laughed out loud. So that was good. funny. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, basically we know that they're gonna have the warp core. They've only got six hours left, but they are seem to be working on it. They're aware of that. And uh and then Janeway tries a bit of a a ruse. Like a ruse. Right? She's a like, Oh yeah, game. that's what he wants you to think. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's got all these subroutines, thousands of tactical scenarios programmed into him. Like yep. he's just setting you up. Yeah. You know? 
she tries to bluff. Yeah. And Nar, the sweet one, the good cop, is like, maybe we should uh, let her go. Like he's yeah. he's buying it. Yeah. And Zet is like, oh, come on. Yeah. Are you an idiot? You know, we've we've yeah. spent months planning this. No way we're gonna we're gonna get this uh, warp core and get the stuff we want. So yeah. And this is when we learn that they stole this vessel. The, uh, Zet yes. does not want to go back to the hierarchy. You know he's a renegade. He's a he's a maverick mm-hmm. hierarchy member. Uh, but he talks about um, if they stay the course a month from now, they're going to be soaking in the mud baths of Eblar Prime. So that's clearly something that everybody yes. loves to do. They kind of look like hippopotamuses. These aliens, they the do. hierarchy. Aliens. They, they do. look like hippos. So of course the mud baths sound <laughs> amazing. Wonderful. I, <laughs> I can totally see the hippo aliens just lounging in the mud bath. Like yes, that's their, their jam. Oh yeah. We go to Janeway's quarters next. The doctor is now Janeway, calls yeah. for Torres, and she asks Torres to come help with the replicator, that it's, you know, it's not working. Yeah. But and, when uh, this is happening, it's we we see the doctor sitting in Janeway's quarters going through. So he's trying to piece together some parts or something when he's doing this. Do you remember that? Yeah. So, and, and when he's talking to Torres... It's just in Janeway's sounds, voice, but you don't see Janeway. You see the doctor still, right? So that's yeah, it's going. weird to see the doctor, see Bob Picardo, yeah, but yet hear Kate's yeah. voice in this whole conversation coming out of him. You just got to um, give it up for Mike Vehar. There's so many things happening in this episode that you have. To oh keep, yeah, you got to keep your mind on this, focused, or else yeah. you're going to lose track of where you're at. My goodness. Yeah, we go to engineering, and Bellana says, "You know, I'm I'm working on the modifications you asked for. I'll send somebody else about the replicator." And the doctor, with Janeway's voice, says, "You know, please make it's a personal favor. I, right. I want you to do it." Right. So Bellana says, "Okay, be there in five. Yeah, we figure out this is a ruse. This is a way for the doctor to get Torres out of engineering so that he can become Torres and go into yes. engineering. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So he downloads uh Torres's holographic template and um oh, and I love how the minute he switched into Torres, Roxanne did this thing where she touched her hair like it wasn't her hair. It was, yeah. it was it was so good. It was like, oh, what a great reference to the fact that now you're the doctor. So she played mm-hmm. that so well. And she has to do one more adjustment to put the baby bump on there before she walks out. But uh, mm-hmm. really good job by Roxanne Dawson. And it was great in the hallway. We cut to the hall where now the doctor looking like Torres with the baby bump is hiding around a corner and then sees Torres come out of the door mm-hmm. of engineering and hides again. Torres yep. walks by and then the fake Torres heads down the hall. Great split screen. It was a very simple split screen shot, but with the little dolly back and the, the timing of it all, it was super effective. Like It was very thought, effective, but did you feel like her eye line was off? when? No, uh, I, I didn't. Written, no, it was on? Okay. I thought it was on. All right. I thought all the little details of that split screen, I looked yeah. at it a couple of times because it was really cool. Yeah. It Very did flow well. well. Bravo. It, yeah. Bravo. But then we go into engineering. Vorix in there and the fake Torres, Tordok um, comes in. <laughs> Tordoc. Tordoc <laughs> walks in and asks, starts asking about the gel. <laughs> yes. Starts asking about the gel packs that the hierarchy guys want, the pirates want. Vork played this perfectly because Vork is like locker gamma five. Like you know, like it, well, the way he read it, of course, it was like you know it's there. And then when Vork goes like on the upper level again, Vork played it great. And of course, the doc uh, Tordoc played it great too because it was that same 
kind of salty doctor. What I know where it is, Ensign. Yes. It was just like, yes, perfect. So yeah. good, good job on Roxanne on mm-hmm. that delivery as well. You kidding? The look, the look she gives when she gets on the lift, hilarious. Okay, so now we go up to the upper level in engineering. Oh, remember and, the look uh, she gave him when she gets on the lift? Yes. She just gives that little salty doctor look right at Vorek. I love that. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's on the upper level. Go ahead. On the upper level, looking for these gel packs. When Paris shows up, and he's got like a tray of snacks. It. This is one of the best. And so he says, you know what? You left me no choice. Um, <laughs> and then she's acting weird, but he just doesn't see it as weird. No. He's like, he's like, oh, she's he's, being coy in a way. I think you uh-huh. you played it perfectly. Yeah. You oh, were like, just, are we calling each yeah, other yeah. by our rank now? <laughs> Fun games. But I mean, when when Do- when Tor Doc said a pregnant woman shouldn't eat this kind of food, do you want to give me an arterial occlusion? I mean, she said it just like Robert Picardo. Just so like Robert I, Picardo. I thought for sure that maybe Paris would be like, "What?" But you have one thing on your mind: get you know, make your stomach happy and make other parts of you happy. So you're you're yes. you're not thinking of anything else but that. <laughs> yes, uh, but she she doesn't want to eat the uh the drumstick and so she says let's save it for a romantic dinner he says yeah. great but if you're not there i'm gonna send security and she says i'll be there sweet i'll be there sweetheart and and then he's like oh sweetheart. oh sweetheart getting a little frisky in your third trimester and then he goes in and kisses torres and you can see that, oh god Tordoc, Oh fake, my god! Fake Torres, yes. just terrified. Oh god! The one of the most awkward so, moments right there. Just that t- look of horror that you are now mm-hmm. kissing, basically Tordoc and not Tor. It was one of my favorite moments in the episode because <laughs> the audience knows what's going on. Roxanne played oh, it beautifully. God, Tom was, was oblivious. So it was good. so funny. It was very, very funny. Oh, good. And when you leave, you're like, I'll see you later. Like you, you, you know, you have no clue. And mm-hmm. that look, that shot on Tordoc, and Tordoc just like just just slide just down slide the... down the thing. And you know, I thought that's when the, the mouth was gonna be wiped off a little bit, but it didn't mm-hmm. happen. It just it was so funny. God. Very funny. Then uh, all of a sudden Harry oh, Kim, makes Kim a Hale, call yeah. to Chicote. Mm-hmm. So now in the Torres body. Yes. The doctor has to use Chicote's voice. Yeah. Harry, I'll be right there. Chicote out. Yeah. Harry calls for uh, come to Astrometrics and in Chicote's voice, he says he'll be right there. Right. Um, but Torres answers into- it. So it's Torres mouthing it and it's Beltran ADRing it, correct? Yes. Yeah. God, it's so confusing. Very weird. Episode. It's always yeah. weird when you, yeah, who's who? <laughs> I'm sure it was hard for the doctor to remember whose body he was in. I know. That's what I'm saying. Vehar must have, I don't know how he kept this together. My goodness. Okay. Yeah. Um, we go to the Astrometrics lab and oh, yeah. Harry Kim's basically has busted, mm-hmm. yeah, busted yeah. this this call from the Supreme Archon Loth. Right. Um the that it was a not... false. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't originate um from subspace uh, it's a false subspace signature and it originated from voyager so inside voyager. Out, yeah so someone someone is acting as a double agent right now mm-hmm. um kim says we trace it to holodeck 2 chakodok says oh although we don't know this is uh, we do know this is chakodok excuse me yeah chakodok says like uh chakodok says well do you know who sent it and 
Harry says, I'm on my way to check the access logs, to which Chakodok says, I'll go with you. And now we are thinking, yes. oh, oh. Fake oh, no. is going to yeah. get Harry next. Uh, we go to yeah. the holodeck. And, and um, sure enough, you know, yeah. Harry's like, Harry's searching through all this stuff. And he says, well, whoever sent this transmission really knew how to cover his tracks. Holodeck mm -hmm. logs have been erased. Um, so Chakodok is trying to get Harry off the trail. He's like, well, it doesn't look like we're getting answers here. And Kim's like, well, maybe I can find some residual photonic displacement. He taps a few buttons, and all of a sudden, you see Loth solidifying, and Harry mm -hmm. realizes that the alien is a hologram. So now, Harry's on to who programmed him. Chakodok quickly tries to, again, get Harry off the trail. Says, good work, Harry. Let's uh, let you, you can go on with your business. I will take it from here. And Kim's like, no, wait, wait, wait. Here's another, what? There's two holographic signatures. Mm -hmm. And then Harry taps a few commands, and now we see the doctor Kim immediately is shocked, and that's when Chakodok takes another hypospray out of his boot and basically um, takes Harry out. Takes Harry out, exactly. It's so sad. Very sad. Very sad. And Harry was right on, just right like Chakotay. Right on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Had the goods. We cut right to the morgue, and there goes Harry into his drawer. Yeah. Um, that's our act out. We got Chakotay in the drawer. Is this where we see him? With the com badges or no? That's not in this scene. Okay. Um, it comes up. At, at, that's our act out. So our it act is. out is yeah. Harry getting slid into the the, the thing, mm -hmm. and then we come back uh, in sick bay and we see he this box of of yes. com badges. He adds Harry's com yes. badge to that, and that is so creepy. That is so creepy. That's yeah. like serial killer territory. Yeah. Serial killers take. Um, souvenirs, or at least some of them take souvenirs or mementos. Yeah. And this is from watching. Well, so he's got to have the combat just so he can. Yeah, he can. Uh, yeah, he can, you know, he can impersonate, impersonate yeah, and be everybody them correctly. And, but he leans back, and they play. Um, they play the Blue Danube Waltz at that mm -hmm. point. So he starts know, playing some music to relax. Classical music to relax. Yeah. And then the 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 overlookers, the hierarchy guys, the overlookers call, and and they're like, "Doctor, what are you doing?" And, <laughs> And he's kind of he's kind of annoyed. He goes, yeah. "Look, I've had a stressful day. Yeah. I just want to relax." Yeah. That when Tuvok enters, and he says, "You know, he's he's very busy to Tuvok." And the Overlookers are watching all of this, so we see it through his POV. Yeah. On the Overlooker ship. Yeah. Uh, but Tuvok says, "You know, he was looking at the communication logs, and there's a discrepancy. He wants the doctor to explain." Mm -hmm. And he says. Um, at the precise moment the flyer transmitted a deflector pulse, you apparently accessed Voyager's holographic database. And the doctor's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, you you downloaded the captain's physical parameters. Tuvok says, you know, maybe we should have a word with the captain to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And that's when the doctor goes to inject Tuvok, but Tuvok, Ooh. you know, grabs his... <laughs> Nice oh, little, yeah. little martial arts move there. there. Yeah. He blocks him and knocks him back. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was such a cool move. So oh, now Tuvok has definitely busted him, and it seems like he's got him, he's got a phaser on him. But the doctor says, you know, I'm a hologram. Like, did you forget? I you know, right. the phaser's not going to do anything. And then Tuvok fires at this like holograph hologram emitter. In the corner. Well, no. First of it's, all, you got to say this. He does like a say red this. circle or something. Yeah, but what he does before that, though, remember, he says he tries to deactivate the EMH, right? So he says, Tuvok yeah. says, "Computer deactiv deactivate EMH." That's the fastest way to get the doctor out of there. And the computer's like, "EMH protocols are offline," and so that is 
basically when they have that conversation about I'm a hologram, have you forgotten, blah, blah, blah. And he, that's when he shoots the, the hollow emitters. But he did try to deactivate them and it didn't work. But he shoots the hollow emitters, which hmm. I've never seen. Like oh, I was yeah, in, in that set there? a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. And there was never any circles up in the corner. I mean, well, we clearly, it, so clearly, we right. Clearly from for 95% of the day, those hollow emitters are cloaked. There's like cloaking technology. I guess you don't so. see them. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. That's my explanation. Okay. Well, he fires at this emitter. And, and the he Dr. says, Fritz you know, is I, a little bit, right? Yeah. He says, if I have to, I'll disable all of the hollow emitters, Doc. Right. And that's the when... The ones we've never seen before. Yeah. That's when the doctor turns and jumps through the window to uh, his office. He becomes Jackie Chan in this shot where he just he just yes. goes airborne. And he was that airborne? His, is that his stunt double? Who did that? I don't think so. No, I think he that did was Bob? it. Bob? Wow. I think Bob did it because he goes Bob. through the window. Then he good. walks through the desk. And he runs. It's just very cool. And yeah. then he runs like oh, he, yeah. jump He jumps through, grabs the mobile emitter, attaches it, and runs through. So he doesn't he doesn't fritz any longer. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tuvok makes a quick announcement for the entire ship. All hands. Red alert. Security teams apprehend the doctor. Dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun. He runs out in the hallway. Tuvok's chasing him. He goes into the uh, the holodeck. The holodeck. Mm-hmm. Tuvok tries to go in, but the computer won't let him. So he uses a security override, Tuvok Sigma 4. Mm-hmm. Um, the doors open and Tuvok steps in and there's hundreds. Like a hundred. Yeah. At least a hundred doctors. Uh, EMHs. <laughs> yeah. Doctors standing, staring at Tuvok. Oh, they all turn into him, which was well, so creepy, right? So they were not cool. turned into him. The minute he turns, opens the door, they all turn. Oh, so creepy. My first thought when they all turn and stared at him was, wow, that's a great action figure collection. That was like, <laughs> it looked like a ton like, of action figures. Like, it looked like a like, toy store. That was like Mary Beth's uh, action figure collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Tuvok does try to end the program, computer end program, but mm-hmm. no, all the controls are offline. The doctor is very smart. So then Tuvok says, all right, you're going to play that chess move? Well, I'm going to say Tuvok to engineering, shut down power. So I'm going to one-up you on that one. So now we jump to... To engineering, but Torres says... Torres says... Um, oh, he rerouted the, power. Rerouted, rerouted yeah. the power. It takes, so. It'll take a minute to bypass. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. So um, then the Tuvok says, I've reconfigured my phaser to disrupt your hollow matrix. Surrender yourself. Right. And we see that the doctor is crawling through a Jeffrey's tube. Yeah, he's already gone. He's not even in the holodeck anymore. He's not even in there when suddenly back in the holodeck, all the EMHs uh, vanish. There was a cool shot. The power goes down. He didn't shoot the matrix, right? It was the power yeah. finally got shut down. Okay. Power got shut down. Yeah. But there was a cool shot as Tuvok's talking to Torres and, yeah. and, uh, you know, um, trying to figure out which one is the doctor. He's walking in the middle of that sea of doctors. Yeah. And that's a hard shot to do because oh, there's so sure. many vis effects layers. Yeah. yeah. And, and the doctor had to turn at just the right time. Oh, yeah. So no, when good. Tim did it, there was probably nobody in there. Right. My guess. Exactly. But it looked great, yeah. though. It was a super cool scene. It looked very cool. Tuvok calls to the bridge. And that's when we cut to the bridge. Oh. Tom. Is in the captain's chair. Mr. Is this the first time, Mr. Paris? This no, let me say the... this. No, no let, I'm going to say this. There was one you, other time, right? This is the first time you've been sitting in the captain's chair. You have been the captain before, but you were standing. 
Like you are in mid conversation right. with the aliens. You are already standing, looking at the view screen. You were looking never at sitting, them, but I wasn't this, sitting in the chair. Yes, this is the first time Tom Paris sits his butt. Oh my god! In finally. the captain's chair. Finally, finally. he's and he's Look in the chair that. for a little while. Yeah, because he's in the chair. No. Uh, Tuvok is calling for help. He says, "Can yeah. you locate the doctor on you know, sensors?" Paris can't read the, him. Right. The only thing cooler than seeing you in the chair would have been seeing Mister Marseille. Sitting in that mm. chair with that full mustache. Yeah, that would that have made been cool. me feel even more better. That would have okay. been cool. But yeah, Paris can't find him. He must have masked his signatures. Mm. Um, and then Tuvok has a great idea. Scan for the polydutonic alloy in his emitter. Great idea. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. And he also says shut down all the turbo lifts and transporters. We want to try to, mm -hmm. you know, corner this, you know, elusive mm -hmm. doctor who's mm -hmm. kind of, you know. We have no idea where he's at. And we don't know who the doctor looks like at, no. at this point. But then we cut to engineering. Chakotay runs in. We know Chakotay's yeah. in a in a freezer in the morgue. Right. So we know so this we, is Chakodoc for sure. Chakodoc runs in and says, get everybody out of here. The core is about to breach. Balana's like, what are you talking what? about? Yeah. I'm not detecting anything. Yeah. He says, you're getting false readings. The doctor's, uh, you know, reprogrammed all your sensors. Get out. Yeah. So she. She believes that. You know, so believes running. him. Get yeah. out of here. And and uh, Chakodok, fake Chakotay says, "You too, Bolana, get out of here." And she wants to stay. Yeah. And he says, "Nope, you can't put your baby in danger." And she does take that moment. Yeah. To uh, she says, "You better be leave. right behind me. You better be right behind me." So yeah, she yeah. starts to run. She stops because she hears Paris. She says, "Paris, uh, Paris Torres, I'm picking up the doctor's emitter in your section." Mm -hmm. And Torres is like, "What?" Where is like right next to the warp core, and that's when I love that shot that Vehar did. It was like close up, close up of both of their eyes looking at each other. The realization of Belana Torres that this is not Chakotay was the best. That it was actually mm -hmm. the Doctor. And uh, at that point, I think the Doctor uh, he prepares to eject the warp core, yeah. and he gives the right authorization. That's right. C H Omega four two. Oh, and he has didn't he. He transforms into the emergency command hologram here. So he turns into the command yeah, version that's that Janeway that's the had authorized. Yes, because only yeah. Janeway or whoever's in command can give authorization yeah. to eject the core. And that's our main yeah. propulsion system. You can't be anyone else mm -hmm. but the captain. So that's that's right. Yeah. So he switches into ECH, command ECH. Then ends up ejecting the core, and the whole time Torres is protesting, saying no, because isn't she around a force field? Didn't he erect some force field yeah, around her? They yeah, put her, put her force field, so she yeah. can't do anything. She can't do a thing. And when he ejects the core, I remember this was very cool. You see inside oh engineering oh. the biggest shower of sparks and stuff. Oh, it just yeah. whites out the whole warp core. Oh yeah, I remember them talking that about. I remember reading this and talking to Vehar about. How are you going to do that? Like, yeah. how are you going to how are you eject gonna... the warp core out of the right. engineering set? And he said, well, right. we're going to have this big explosion and right. then cut outside immediately so that, yeah. you know, we start it. We start on the it inside. inside we really initial. see it happen yeah. on the outside. But you bought it. And we, you bought it, right? I, I mean, totally bought it. Very oh, me well too. done. And then the, 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 you know, the, the CGI shot afterwards was great too, just to see it being ejected. I love mm -hmm. that. Then the doctor tries to get the computer to transport him to the Delta flyer, but the computer says transports are offline. Right. We cut back to the bridge. There's Paris still in the chair. Ah. Gosh, I love this moment. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, look, yeah. you look good in the chair. Thank you. I appreciate mm. that. 
Yeah. Um, to a Paris says we've lost main power. Yeah. Uh, sensors are down and Tuvok says the, the doctor is, he knows which Jeffrey's tube he's in, send a security team. And so suddenly we see Torres coming out of, of Jeffrey's uh, tube, right? The Jeffrey's tube <laughs> and starts running down the hall. And I am I laughed out loud because Roxanne ran, ran like, like the Bob. doctor. Yeah. Yes. She ran like the doctor, runs into Tuvok. <laughs> because um, let's look, wait, let's just put this into perspective. Roxanne Dawson did chorus line. Roxanne Dawson has dance background. She's a Roxanne phys- Dawson, she knows physicality. She, yeah. Like if she was to run her regular run, she's probably Jackie Joyner Kersey. You know what I'm saying? Like just oh, she's a, very like Olympic and the form and everything yes. would have been amazing. So she did a doctor run, which was, oh, brilliant. She did a comedy run that made me laugh out loud. Oh, good. Not only did she do a comedy run, but when she got there and Tuvok's like, uh, Lieutenant, <laughs> her her delivery of these lines was so funny. I think the doctor is heading for the, escape, for the pod. escape pods. Yeah. He draws his phaser. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't shoot a pregnant woman, would you? That was so Bob Picardo-esque. So it was so creepy funny. and eerie at the same time and wonderful, too. So. And then Tuvok says, you know, you need to come with me. And Doc, that's he when... He says, come with me, doctor, is what he says. Yeah. Yes. And that's when Tordoc, uh, fake Torres... Be- runs and ninjas over the wall and the ceiling I, and flipperoo. Yeah. You're going to oh say ninja. Gosh. I'm going to say this was the matrix. This was, yeah, us was seeing matrix. a scene from the matrix where, and that was clearly, that was a CGI war doc. Yes. yes it was CGI. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, really good CGI though. Well especially done. For I'm going to say, then, but yeah. really well done. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. Very cool. Yeah, but it and, definitely uh, weird. Like, like we never like when you saw that scene, you were like, "What?" You mm-hmm. must have been like, "Huh?" Because this mm-hmm. is so not. This is so atypical for a Voyager yes. episode to see something happen like that, where yes. it's almost like we're watching X Men or a Marvel thing or some superhero thing, right? So yep. I felt like, "Wow, that's different." Yeah. But I, I yeah. didn't have a problem with it. I'm fine with it. So. It works. It's very cool. And then uh, she stuns Tuvok, basically flips to the, uh, you know, yeah. disorients him enough that, and he kind of yeah. ducks down and um, she gets a jump on him and stuns him. And then we cut to the bridge. Paris still in the chair, still in the chair. Yes, you're still there. You know, does that mess up my haiku now? I mean, because like my last line was, yeah. you can't one up Tuvok, but she, poor Doc did. She did. Yeah, she did. At the very end. So. With okay. the Matrix moves, but Matrix always Matrix, Matrix moves always get you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm fine. I'll keep it the same. All right. So Tom's still in the chair. He says somebody's launching the flyer. Calls for Tuvok. No answer. We cut out to space and we see the Delta flyer come grab with a tractor beam, grab the warp engine, and start towing it out. Wow. Looks like he's done it. I and and the ejection of the warp core. By the way, that's a giant warp core. It's so much longer. It goes all the way through the body of the ship in a way that, you know, is so yeah. much bigger than just the engineering set. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a cool shot for sure. We see the outside of the Overlooker ship. We go inside and NAR is working on some little gadget and yeah. gets shocked by yeah. it. Yeah. And this is a nice little scene with Janeway and NAR. Yeah. Janeway and NAR bonding. Um, she, she helps him with his little gadget. Yeah. Um, she says how cool it looks and, and she, you know, 
we come to learn he's he's always you know playing around with all these little parts and stuff that he found in the waste depository and if he can fix all this junk he thinks you know people would be really into it Janeway's like yeah my chief engineer is always looking for you know extra parts and cool inventory like you've got and then Zet comes over yeah and he's like you know no one's ever going to buy this junk and don't take advantage of this idiot basically (laughs) and he's he's just so I, i i can't stand Zet. Zet just I ruins can't. all the over. I mean, all the hippo aliens mean are so everybody. cool, but Zet, mm-mm, no, he's a jerk. He is. Uh, we go to the flyer, and the doctor is flying the flyer. He's got the warp core, and he says, I, "I won't give it to you until you release the captain." And then Zet fires at the flyer. Oh my gosh! And uh, so the doc's like, "You could blow us all up. What are you doing? Are yeah. you crazy?" And Zet goes, "This is not a negotiation. Release the tractor beam. Give me that warp core." He does. And so the he doctor releases it. Does yeah. Zet then beams and- the uh, the warp core onto their ship, mm-hmm. and that's when he says, "Look, lower your shields. We'll beam your captain to you." So the doctor mm-hmm. does lower his shields, but instead of beaming the captain to the Delta Flyer, they beam the doctor over to the Overlooker ship. So now into jail, into jail, straight into the brig. So the doctor protests. Mm-hmm. He said that we they had an agreement, um, uh, but that's what you that's but you had an agreement with the jerk. Uh, hippo. So hippo yeah, jerk is liar. not going to be. He's a liar. He's not. He's a con man. So he's like, yeah, the agreement was to spare your captain. As you could see, she's still alive. So he's kind of minced words, or just kind of changed the mm-hmm. definition, basically, for to suit himself. And um, uh, Janeway says, just let the doctor go. I'm the more valuable hostage. So here, Janeway is being selfless again, trying to to save the doctor. But you know, Zet's not going to have it. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to leave them in the. The Vinry system is what mm-hmm. she says. We'll leave you in the Vinry system. The inhabitants are mostly harmless. The doctor will be working for us now. And um, Nar apologizes. He feels bad. I'm sorry. I didn't know he was going to do this. And Janeway's pissed at the doctor. Yeah. He's like, you've stranded Voyager in the Delta Quadrant and you you disobeyed my orders. And the doctor says, well, you know, Voyager can survive without a warp core, but not without a captain. And my first thought was, really? <laughs> like, I think we could survive without a captain, actually. Like, Doc, I think we'd we'd get someone else would be the captain and you know, we'd be sad. But we could uh, like I'm with Team Janeway on this. Like, Robbie, why did you we'd give be up sad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would be sad. We would be. We would be. But it's just funny how you said that. But Voyager can survive without a warp core, but not without a captain? No. No. You're smarter than that, dude. (laughs) But Janeway Um, says now it it doesn't have either. It doesn't have a warp core or a captain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we have a chief tactical officer's log. Does Tuvok ever give logs? Very rarely. Very rarely. Right? Yeah. With internal sensors offline, I've had to order a section-by-section search for our missing crew members until main power is restored. Voyager remains immobilized and defenseless. So he's in command now, and there's issues. Mm-hmm. We have missing crew members. And uh, Next, we do have a scene in the morgue where Paris does find both yes. Chakotay and Kim in those little stasis in the dark yeah and the lights are off on the ship like we were you know we're low on power yes uh we don't have main power it's dark yeah but they're alive they're just unconscious so now we Mm -hmm. know 
There's not a mm-hmm. no no dead bodies at this point. We go to a hallway now, and Tuvok and Chakotay uh, are talking yeah. about you know they can't find out where the flyer is. The yeah. Doctor Mass's trail. Torres calls them to engineering. She says they're ready to restart the impulse reactors. When the lights come on, all of a sudden that blue Danube waltz starts starts playing, playing. exactly. But it's it's a little off. It's playing, right. but this. There's the, like something the first wrong. part of yeah the first part of it is exactly the way it's supposed to be but then all of a sudden a couple of other notes come in off key in a very mm-hmm. weird way yeah uh, and that it just keeps playing over and over again and Chicote tries to pause the music computer won't it won't comply uh, it just keeps playing it and keeps playing it so then everyone starts to wonder maybe, maybe this is it's a message or this something. is a message because he yeah. performed this waltz flawlessly when he did this in the, in yeah. the recital. So yeah. why is it off? Yeah. And this is, isn't this where Paris comes up with it? Yes, this is it. This is it. So we go to the briefing room. So we're in the briefing room. It's seven. It's it's Harry. It's Tom, Chakot, everyone that's still there on the mm-hmm. ship, you know, is and everyone's, you know, talking about what's mm-hmm. going on, what's happening. Kim says it could be a calm frequency. Mm-hmm. Seven's like unlikely. And Paris, of all people, says, I could be wrong, but. It looks like a warp signature. <laughs> Harry's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Power utilization curve could be right there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Chicote says, try scanning for it. And Seven finds something. So Tom mm-hmm. Paris to the rescue. Yeah. Tom does science. Finally. Yes. Usually Tom is not do, does not do science, but he does no, science but he, today. He saw that warp signature. Oh, Chicote yeah. tells Tuvok and Tom to, to uh, take a shuttle and go find them. Yeah, so we cut six point seven light years away, right? So mm-hmm. it's we have to take a shuttle. But I want to say this right now. I think you did. I think you came up with the answer because when you were sitting in that captain's chair by osmosis, you kind of took some of Janeway's knowledge right there. Her science, yeah, yes. absorbed Her a little science, science in the yes. chair. Yes, I just need a little more time in the chair. I'll be That's super it. smart. That's it. Um, we go out to space. We see the Overlooker ship tractoring the flyer inside the ship. Janeway is playing with the doctor's mobile emitter. She's trying to amplify his matrix, uh, disrupt the force field. Yeah. Um, and the doctor basically apologizes. Yeah. He says, you know, when we get back, maybe we could try socializing a little more, Captain. He's, he's talking about... He wants to spend more time, you know, with the captain, that that she has meals with the commander, that she plays Velocity with Seven. And Janeway is just not interested in talking about no. being best buddies. And then Nar lowers the force field and he says, I need to upload your first assignment for scam he's going to uh, put him into. And he tells him he wants him to invade, infiltrate the hierarchy surveillance complex. Right. Like he's putting him right into yeah. a so, really, yeah, really hard. So the doctor turns into a hippo alien, right? That's what he's turned, yeah. making him into another over mm-hmm. uh, to go in the hierarchy, uh, infiltrate the hierarchy, and basically get some some information, mm-hmm. crucial information as one of the hippo aliens now. But guess what? He starts spritzing and fritzing and everything, and now. All of a sudden, Janeway's like, what's happening? And Nar doesn't know. And Zet's like, oh, my God, the algorithms are breaking down because too much data. He has all this data inside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nar was the one that says, like, like, I told you. I told you, Zet. He couldn't handle that much data. Mm-hmm. And now he's, again, still flickering, flickering. Doc and- is flickering. We think he yeah. might die. Yeah. He might you know, decompile he may, right there. He might decompile. 
we cut out to space uh, after the act out. We come back. We're out in space. We're There's in another shuttle. shuttle. Yeah, another shuttlecraft. There's Tom and uh, Tuvok, and they detect human life signs. And They're, a holographic uh, signature. Yeah. So they've detected yeah. the captain and the doctor. Back um, on the Overlooker ship, Janeway wants to get the doctor back to Voyager before he's completely destroyed. And even Nar is saying, like, you know, he's not going to be any use to us if he decompiles. We go over to the flyer, and Tom beams into the flyer and starts up the power. Mm-hmm. And Nar back on, on, so this is a lot of intercutting here, yeah, back, back on, the, on the Overlooker ship. They detect someone's on the Delta flyer. He says, you know, fire both these vessels. The Delta flyer's moving away. The shuttle with Tuvok's moving away. Tuvok says, now they both start attacking the Overlooker ship. The doctor is with, uh, you know, who looks like an alien now. <laughs> is uh behind the force field with Janeway they're not able to, to they're not able to defend themselves against these two shuttles firing at them so they're going to jettison the warp core that they just stole from us right blow it up with a torpedo and that'll right. give them time to escape but nars and, like that's going to kill them though right so yeah he doesn't he zed has no conscience he doesn't care but nar yeah. is the voice of reason but at that moment, because of this sort of melee that's happening between all the ships, the force field covering the brig ends up fritzing out. And Janeway yeah. and EMH alien, alien. doctor, mm-hmm. whatever, they end up escaping. And so that's when Janeway makes a run for a control panel mm-hmm. and starts hitting a bunch of buttons. And Zara fires and yeah. then the doctor alien disarms him. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back out to space. We see the warp core materializing in space. Tuvok says, lock a tractor beam. Let's get it back to Voyager. Right. Paris acknowledges um, back inside the overlooker ship. There's more action yeah. uh, uh, explosions. Janeway's knocked out. She's on the ground. Uh, more, more struggling and fighting between uh, doc alien and Zet. Back and forth. Mm-hmm. Zed is now now yelling at Nar to get this hologram off of me. Nar now picks up that one piece that Janeway helped him fix, that one piece of uh, equipment, uh-huh. whatever. And you think that oh, uh oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be it for the doctor, but he ends up hitting Zed with it, knocking Zed out. I'm not sure if he did. He, I cheered. Did he I kill? cheered in that moment. <laughs> did he kill? No, Zed? he just knocked he just him knocked out him from behind. Conscious. Okay. And then he he even says after he knocks him out, he goes, "Well, I guess this wasn't so useless after all." Yes. So funny. <laughs> um, helps Janeway up. Yeah, he says, "Are you still interested in acquiring my inventory?" <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to sell it. <laughs> sweet, not very smart. No. Um, and that look, Janeway gave good face in response to that question. <laughs> it yes. was really with the messy hair and everything. I liked it. Yes. We go back to Voyager. We're on the holodeck. It seems like the shuttles have brought the warp core back. Um, the Janeway's back. The Doctor's there in the in the hol- holodeck, but he's fritzing. He's just he's decompiling. Janeway's trying to stabilize the Matrix. Um, there's thousands oh. of teraquads of data. Harry and Tom come in. Yeah, and um, it's just excessive. Worried. Yeah, there's excessive uh, extraneous subroutines that are in his program, right? That needs to yeah. be expunged. So the whole gang's there. We're all here watching yes. him freak out about being decompiled and then all it all comes out everything that he's guilty he's, about he, or everything this he is feels basically guilt over. 
A deathbed confession. He's going to confess to everything. A standing, so the first, a standing deathbed confession. Yes, it is. Go yeah, ahead. it's a great comic premise, this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. This idea that he thinks he's going to die, so he <laughs> spills the beans and then really regrets it. But he's some of the beans he spills. First, he says, I've basically kept a personal journal, and yeah. I hope you'll delete that journal. Don't read right. it, please. That made me laugh. Oh, um, that's a Dejane way about all the all the command moves that she did that he questioned in in the early yeah. years, right? Which is very funny. He says, "Mr. Tuvok, I told Neelix about that cutaneous eruption you've developed on your." And he doesn't finish the oh sentence. Oh my god! Goes, you know that was indiscreet. I hope yeah. you can forgive me. <laughs> I laughed. So he's embarrassed about something with Tuvok, and then he, he grabs to, me. He says, "I told Torres about your sack that your saxophone playing reminded me of a wounded targ." <laughs> I should have been more delicate. So I'll put it more delicately. I am so sorry. Made he me laugh. throws me aside. He just, after he says what he says to me, he's like, I should yes. have been more kind. He just throws me aside. I almost fall over a little bit. Uh, yeah. And he heads right to seven. So. And then seven's the, like, no, you should my, remain still. Yeah, Please yeah. don't say anymore. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he basically goes down on his knees and, and expresses his love, love. for seven. Oh yes, he he says, "I love you, Seven. Yeah, I, you know, I know you've oh never had God. had feelings for me, but I want you to know the truth. I love you, Seven." <laughs> and Seven says, "Your cognitive algorithms are malfunctioning." Did you look um, in Roxanne's eyes when he said, "I love you, Seven? They're the best. Well, Roxanne so and also Tom and Janeway. Where I think we're in a shot, and Tom looked. <laughs> Janeway turned back to Tom. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Ah, <laughs> you guys did that. You shared that look. Yeah, it was okay. funny. Yeah, we had good face. She yes. and I both. Yes. And then, and then he Wade. says a big dramatic yeah. goodbye. Speak well of goodbye, me. Goodbye, my friends. And his hand is held up just like an action yes. figure. And he says, like, "Speak well of me." And he disappears. And I love when Janeway goes, "Is he?" And Tora's like, and, "Oh, the way she said that line, Roxanne was yeah. awesome." She's like, "No, I've got him." <laughs> and it was sort of like, "Let's bring him back." And he's like, "What?" What happened? Oh, oh my God. She deleted the extraneous subroutines. He's totally fine. He's not going to decompile. Chainway hands him back to the mobile emitter. And Paris ends the scene by saying, anything else you'd like to confess, Doc? <laughs> Which is Very wonderful. Funny. Oh, my God. Very funny. Funny scene. Grab yeah. my favorite scene in the whole oh, episode. It's beautiful. Very funny. Um, we have a captain's yeah, yeah. log that Torres has restored the warp drive. And the doctor's dignity, however is going to take a little while. And uh, she also says in the log that he has not left sickbay since he returned to the ship. And we go inside sickbay into the medical lab and we see Janeway come in and there's like a shadow of him hiding yeah. back in the corner in the dark. That's awesome. You see his shadow yeah. and she starts to talk to him, but he's like talking from around the corner. He won't even come out. Basically, Janeway says, look, you know, I came to punish you. I didn't, I didn't, yeah come here to make you grovel i came here to punish you for your insubordination and she and she says i'm going to deny you the use of your mobile emitter for six days but since you haven't left sick bay for a week we'll call it time served so it's you know yeah. it's a nice punishment but i yes. just want to br draw attention to the fact that when we see his shadow and he sees the captain he says he he has the first line in the scene he says he goes captain do you do you need man? He paused like he stuttered. He's so meek. He stuttered. Like, yes. He never stutters. You know, no. that's the whole thing. When Doc, uh, when Doc, uh, when Robert Ricardo has been on our podcast, he talks about, he says this all the time. He's like, guys, 
as the doctor, I could never stutter or I could never pause. I had yeah. to know my stuff, my lines inside and backwards and forwards yeah. because it had to yeah. come out without any. Because he's a computer. He's right. A computer. But he's yeah. so ashamed as, a, you know, he's so ashamed by what he did, the deathbed con uh, confession that he's stuttering. He's unsure and meek. And I just love that. I really yeah. do. Yeah, it was amazing. She basically gives him time served and then says, hey, you know, I was going to go for a cup of coffee on the holodeck and I know the sidewalk cafe in Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. You said you wanted to socialize more. I just went, oh, yeah. that's what he kept asking about. Yeah. The whole episode. But she does and say when you're on the holodeck with the captain, two rules you have to follow. Number one, leave your rank at the door. Number two, no opera. <laughs> so we end with a little very funny. LOL at the very end of this episode. And so the doctor does say, you know, after he gets the invitation, he's like, well, you know, I, I suppose Mr. Paris can finish this. And my first thought was, Paris is still a nurse? Still? He was in the captain's chair, for God's sakes, this episode. How can he still be the nurse? But I guess I'm going to clean up the doctor's, you know, <laughs> leftover work. I guess I'm back in nursing. You know, you're a jack of all trades. That's what you're turning into. So. Just go with that. I guess. So. I guess <laughs> oh, my so. gosh. No opera. Okay. Um, so what's your lesson from this overall? You my, might have more than one lesson. Do you? Or I just, just I, the only lesson. I mean, it was a lot of fun this episode. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest lesson is that overconfidence can have some very bad consequences. Oh. Like the okay. doctor was really confident that he could disobey Janeway's orders, that he could somehow save the day and do all of this. And his overconfidence led to some very, very bad consequences. So that's my lesson. What about you? Okay. Mine's going to be a little bit more abstract. I'm going to say one must learn to love themselves before they can truly love others. Hmm. Okay. Like that it. comes from, I'll tell you, just in the beginning in terms of him wanting so badly to be an organic, but then realizing, no, I'm fine as a hologram. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm probably superior as a hologram. So really, that's kind of where it yeah. started. It germinated from that. So yeah, you got to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, my rating, yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go 8.5. I'm going to go pretty high on this one. Wow. Yeah, just that is high. I mean, it, it was fun. You know why? It because it was a, it was a difficult uh, it's a very difficult episode to film. Period. Just all yeah. the complexities and the different layers that are going on. So, I I think number 1, it's tough for someone to direct this and it's also tough for people to keep keep in mind who's what's going who? who's who. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And everyone did such a great job on this doing bits of the doctor, you know? Yeah. I I just anyway, I'm going to say 8.5. Nice. Okay. I am not going to go as high as you right. because I did really enjoy this episode. I'm going to give this a 7.7. .7. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, your I whole scene it. where you kissed uh, Tordok. Oh my gosh. How can you there not was some good stuff in it. something? Yeah. There's some awesome scenes in here. Okay. Okay. The, here we go. Yeah. The captain's and admiral's average rating for Renaissance Man is lay it on ooh, me. Lay it on me. What is seven point six. Oh, you were right there. Wow. Ooh, 7.7, 7.6. Wow. So you like this more than the average fan, the average I, viewer. I, I, you, I did. You, I really did. Yeah. I, it was and good. that's just because of just how well of a job uh Roxanne and, and Kate did. 
giving Kate the essence Bob of Bob Bacardo. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Bob having to do all that stunt where he jumped through the window. I mean, there's a lot of elements in here which were very admirable and very impressive. So I'm gonna yes. give it, yeah, I'm gonna give it that uh that higher rating because of that. Yeah, that's okay. good. All right. Very well, good. um, guess what? Next week we're going to be next week we start our two-parter <laughs> finale. finale. Robbie, in the words of Bill Paxton. May he rest in peace uh, from the movie Aliens. Game over, man. Game over. Next week, wow. we review Endgame Part 1. And then there's one more episode, Part 2 of Endgame. And we are done with wow. our Voyager recap and discussion. Can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. It's insanity. Yeah. May of 2020 until now. Wow. We have uploaded. Every- we haven't missed a week either. And no, it's been it difficult. Is, it has been difficult between the two of us scheduling. Let's face that. Let's let's yeah. be honest. With you directing, with me flying, it's been difficult. But we've managed to do that. We have accomplished something yeah. that has really, well, it has definitely never been done before by two other Voyager actors. We are the Voyager no. actors that have done this. So um, we have it's etched been, another. It's been a fun ride. It's, it's been, been a great really ride. ride. And we've etched yeah. a place in history in a way. Another, for this, another yeah. you know, for this podcast, really. Yeah. Um, absolutely yeah i can't believe it has flown by let's uh let's just enjoy this last episode i'm i'm excited to get into it and i can't believe it's here but um thanks everybody for listening along and taking the ride with us and Mm -hmm. uh, and patreon patrons for this episode we're almost there patreon patrons please stay tuned for your bonus material for renaissance man Mm -hmm.